0: students for leading us in worship. It was awesome, yes. <clears throat> so my name is Nick. I am a youth pastor here at FBC getting to work with the students, and it is a lot of fun. I'm excited for today as we get to hear more about the recent trip to New York City uh, on our mission trip. And it's cool, just a couple weeks ago as, as Chris and Chris and I were talking through what today might look like, and do we call it Youth Mission Sunday? Do we call it Youth Takeover Sunday? Or, It's all of the above, and as you came in the doors this morning, having students out there greeting you, and coming up here and leading worship, and uh, our awesome students working in the tech booth, running everything back there today, and just getting to be a part of all that God is doing. Uh, We got to share in the last service, and obviously you're getting to share in this service as well, but uh, those of you in this service probably have seen even more of a glimpse than those in the first service. God is doing something. God is at work right here, and I am so excited. Amen. And I'm so excited for you all to get to hear more about our recent trip to New York and all that God has done, all that God is doing as we have come home, and and God is just continually at work. Uh, We had a group of 28 students and uh, five adults, myself included, that went to Brooklyn in New York City uh, last, or not last month, July, two months ago. And uh, we had, as many of you heard, a really trying time just trying to get the trip off the ground Uh, We had three of our four other leaders a week and a half before the trip that couldn't come anymore because of different health circumstances. And so it was a scramble the week of trying to find leaders. Three of our four leaders, they signed on within like a week of us leaving on the trip. And our transportation, we had issues, and God provided a bus for us. And it was just... Leading up to the trip, I continue to tell the students, God's going to do something big. The devil does not want us going on this trip. God is going to work in you guys. God is going to work through you guys, and I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, And so this morning, I don't want you to hear from me very much because this is really more about hearing from the students of all that we did and all that God uh, taught them and all that God is doing. Uh, and so just to, to kick things off this morning, uh, I want to invite Cassie up as she shares a little bit more about what our trip entailed that week. So invite Cassie up.
1: Hi, my name's Cassie. I have a question for all of you. Who was confused about this last week? Yeah. So these are called Holy Hankies. We learned about these on our mission trip, too, from one of our missions leaders. Um, basically, you just when people are, like, giving a sermon or talking or whatever, if you want to say, like, amen or, like, you agree, you just, like, wave it in the air. So, yeah, that's that. Um, So during our trip, we had the opportunity to work with many different churches. So throughout the week, we split up into three different groups of students with two adults each, and we went to the churches and helped them with the kind of ministry they were doing that day. So some of the things that we did were... um, we handed out granola bars on the streets and like waters and candy. Sometimes we just like hand them to people and we'd have the business card with the church to let them know about the church, but also then to just bless them with something. And um, we did, there were some of our groups that um, cooked breakfast on the streets. And then as the people were walking by, we handed it out and we had conversations with people and we all got the chance to help at a homeless kitchen. We, help prepare the food, we serve the food, we talked with everybody, and we actually got to have some good conversations about religion and faith. And we did days where we were just trying to make kids happy. Like we did face paint for them. We had um, snow cones and popcorn and cotton candy and hot dogs and everything like that. We went and played at parks with kids. So whether that's like playing Jenga on the park floor or, playing um, The Floor is Lava with Nick being the lava monster, Um, and we got to actually, we had the chance to plan the whole day as youth, so we um, planned the lesson, the worship, the craft, and the games for, and then like a bunch of little kids came in and we taught them, and our lesson topic was the fruit of the spirit, and um it was cool just to see how, through everything that we did that week, how it's so much different than Marshall from, like, Marshall going to the city. In Marshall, we don't really think about, like, talking to people on the street or, like, like, even if we know them sometimes or, like, even if we've seen them before, we don't talk to them. But in New York, we walked up to random strangers and had religious conversations. So it's just, like, cool to see how different the community is and to see how the locals worked.
0: It was so cool getting to partner with these different churches and seeing how they do ministry, getting to come alongside them as they do ministry and being a part of what they're doing. And so, thank you, Cassie, for sharing a little bit more about some of the things that our week entailed. And I also wanted you all to hear stories this morning of not just what we did, but also what God did and how He is at work in the lives of our students. And so, we've got a few students who are going to share this morning just their own learnings what they're processing, not just the week of the trip, but since coming home and what God is teaching them and and what they have learned through this experience. And so I'm gonna invite Sophia to come up and share first.
2: Good morning, everyone, Sophia. Um, Hope you all are having a good morning so far. So I am going to share a little bit about serving and kind of what that looked like um, for myself, but also for the group this week. Um, So going into this mission trip, I had a very straight mindset of what serving looked like. To me, serving was going to an organized event, like a food pantry, soup kitchen, something along those lines. To me, that's what serving was. Well, after this week, it changed my perspective, and I'm so grateful for it. Like Cassie said, we uh, handed out granola bars with business cards for the church, just having simple little interactions like that. We also got to hang out with kids at the park, got to play games, Lava Monster. Um, We also had two days that week uh, where we set up like a hot dog stand, cotton candy, did face paint, got to hang out with the kids. It was such, it it was so much fun. Um, But after this week, God really taught me that serving wasn't just going to an organized event just to serve that one time for that hour and a half, but it was going outside of that. And just the simple little interactions. So, like, for example, when we were handing out granola bars, we had, like, a whole box, 10 or something per group. And what we were instructed to do is, and people in New York are very different from Marshall. Um, you might not even get a smile. They might not even acknowledge you saying something to them. But we were instructed to take a granola bar business card, about to people, would you like a free granola bar? And you had to say it fast because... Otherwise, they would just keep walking. So we go up. Do you want a free the bar? Sometimes they just keep walking, but sometimes we get um, on the rare occasion someone would stop. We get to have a conversation with them. <sighs> um, some of the groups got to pray with some people, and just little interactions like that. Not only are you blessing that person by giving them um, just a smile, a simple little interaction like that, but um, you're just, you're serving them and. It might not seem like it, um, but it, it is an act of service, and it brings glory to God, and that's just what we're called to do. <laughs> um, and then also, just along with serving at the food pantries um, and getting to hand food out on the sidewalk, I was part of a group that we made pancakes, and then we had another team doing iced coffee, so we'd hand those out to people, have little interactions, just small talk, whether it was about... their day was going, about their job. Maybe we even got to pray with them. And to me, that really, really changed my perspective. Um, So now, from now on, I am always looking to make someone smile. If I'm at work, I'm going to say, have a blessed day. Have a great day. Just make them smile, or even when I work at an ice cream place. So even when you're just handing out ice cream or whatever you're doing, just make effort to make someone smile, to bless them, just small acts of service like that can really make a big difference. Um, so, that's just a little bit of insight of how my perspective of serving changed this week.
3: Thank you. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. I'm Aubrey. Um, this was my second mission trip, and um, it was a really, really cool experience. Um, so, when just gonna start it off. When I came back from NYC, there was a definite change. Um, I had a new confidence in God's work in my life and everyone else as well. But I also felt a great peace in my heart um, that I had never felt before. Cause I've I go through stress on like a daily basis, and no matter stress, pain, hurt, I just found the peace that God had through that. Um, but going back a bit, we were on the bus ride home at the end of the trip and. We got to the church, and but we were just like singing praise. I thank God, as you saw earlier. Um, and it was it was a really cool experience. And, but all of a sudden, there was just a different feeling in the air, like a different electricity almost. And I could just I could feel how God was the Prince of Peace through that trip, and how it was affecting all of us as well. Um, a few w- verses Romans eight six. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And spending time with God all that week with our devotionals and seeing God in people um, showed me how peace was working through my life. And also Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And the peace I had found from God came from us working in unity, everyone from different walks of life, we were all just working together, and I thought that was so beautiful and that God's will can be done and shown through just, I don't know, normal random teenagers, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, um, but God did more than we ever thought possible it was um, that week and from everyone from all walks of life in the biggest city in the United States. and God transformed us, God transformed other people. And I can't wait to see what he does next.
4: Uh, Good morning. My name is Drew. I'm a junior at Springport High School. And I got to be a part of the group of guys to help ruin Nick's sleep schedule. So that was our number one goal, yes. So, going on this trip, the first thing we did was we were tourists first. We got that one day where we could go see stuff. And we went to Times Square with these pamphlets that you could open it up, and it would be like, okay, it's like a John 316. Like, this is how you get to know the Lord. This is how you can come to be a child of God. And we're walking through Times Square. Times Square has 330 1,000 people walk through it every single day and Springport (laughs) Does not Springport has and the crazy part of Springport is that four-way stop (laughs) You can't school mornings. It's nuts, but (laughs) It's like 40 cars Um, so It was just a whole different feeling walking through New York trying to hand out these pamphlets to people I've never seen before. I know everyone in my school, by name, first and last, because I've been with you forever. So walking up to some random stranger and talking to them, absolutely not. So I came home that day, and I'm like, God, why do I have to be in New York? How how is this helpful to my faith if I really can't talk to people? Because I know everybody, and now I know nobody. So how can this work out? And I'm like, God, do I even belong here? Should I even be here? And so going on the next couple days, we went to a homeless breakfast. And so one side would feed breakfast, the other side had uh, clothes and toiletry bags. And you notice two types of people when you do this. You notice the first type who pities themselves and is in a horrible situation but uses that to their advantage to get what they want and are very upset and yelling at people. And then there's the second type of people where you can just tell they're different. You can tell there's something different about them. They are homeless and they are happy. They're very happy people. They talk to you calmly. They're so thankful to you, to everybody working there, and to God for giving them the situation they're in. And this is just so awesome to me. Because if you know me, there's a difference between happy Drew and sad Drew because there's always this cheesy grin when he's happy but like you can always tell so just going through your day being the light of the world showing everybody that there's something different about you that you have the fire inside of you from Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit working in and through you and that's just so huge to helping other Christians come to the faith so as you go through your day whether it's you're in Springport, whether you're in Marshall, wherever you're from, just giving somebody a smile, being the light of the world to everyone. Thank you guys.
0: I love that each and every day we all have the choice to choose joy, to choose to follow Jesus, to choose to be the light of the world. So thank you guys for sharing. Uh, just to put any of our other students or leaders on the spot, does anybody else want to just share in the moment right now? All right, go ahead.
5: Hi, I'm Hope. So um, every night when we got like back into the church from whatever mission we were doing that day, we would have our own um, little service. And one of the lessons was on names. And so we, like, and how God uses names for people. Um, My name's Hope, so there wasn't a whole lot of Googling with that one. (laughs) Um, But then the next morning, uh, my group was sent to the homeless breakfast, and we were just sent to talk to people and show them that they're valuable regardless of, like, their financial situation or their sleeping situation. And so... I sat down and started talking to this man named Ari who hasn't had a state issued ID for 17 years his social security and checks that are supposed to be supporting him are about to run out and he has no way of of like renewing them without proper documentation um, and so he was in a hopeless state he was he was down and not like not ready for, like, the worst of what is to come, and God really just put me there, and to talk to him, and we talked for, like, almost an hour, and it was just insane that God put me there to be the physical embodiment of hope that he needed, Um, and it was just (laughs) incredible to see how God was able to use me and just to touch this man um, in order that he knows that when, when those things work out for him, he knows that it was God's doing and that God loves him. And he really, like, I offered to pray many times, and he just wanted us to pray when we came back in our group within our mission team. And then once we got to the big church, um, just to pray for Ari that he's able to get, like, the documentation that he needs and the money that he needs in order to live and just continue his life and his journey towards Christ, Hope pray for his salvation, that he comes to know the Lord that provides. And that's it.
0: Sometimes you ask God for some hope, and he literally sends hope. like (laughs) Because he's just God. He can do stuff like that. And what a cool, simple example of the way that God uh, meets our needs and exactly what we need in those moments. Anybody else, students or leaders from the trip in the moment, want to share? Tanya's going to come share. All right.
6: Good morning. My name is Tanya. Um, I'm also Hope's mom. And I was one of the leaders who like kind of got thrown into this at the last minute and um, so i just kept saying the whole week when i was there i'm like i'm not even supposed to be here i'm not supposed to be here and i was like whoa like there was this shift all of the sudden the the day after um hope had this experience with airy another part of our group was at that same um, location and he came back and he asked about her and so i get this text from carl and he's like are you serving with hope today airy is here asking about her she must have left a huge impression and so, like, if, if you have never been on a mission trip, it's really hard to understand what happens. Like, you can see the excitement, you can feel it, but, but you don't know until you go. So I would just really, really encourage people, not just a big mission trip, but, but do the work, right? Be the hands and feet of Christ, and just it's amazing to see the difference in yourself and in others. Thank you.
7: Um, Hi, my name's Olivia, but people call me Olive. So when I went on this trip, um, it was, how do I say it? Like, there were things that were happening in my life, and this trip just stopped them. Like, the day of this trip, I stopped all of those sins and temptations. And I was like, so this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. I'm not going to like this. I was never... I would say like, I went to church, but I was never a believer. Like I never actually did the work. And like, I don't know, like I just, being around these group of teenagers and all my friends, like, like I don't know, the things that we did, like, when I, we went to the um, homeless kitchen, I, there was this lady and she came in and she was like yelling and like, I just stood there and I was like, there's nothing I can do but pray. Like there's nothing I can do but pray. And so I just stood there for like six minutes, just praying for her, like crying, praying for her. And she was like, like you could see that she was like bruised and cut and she didn't have anything to wear. And she obviously was like malnourished. And I just, it was hard to see that because at one point in my life, I wouldn't say that I was like in that situation, but I was. I was going to homeless kitchens to get food to, to survive. Like I was malnourished, and I was. Basically homeless, and I was ten. So. The whole experience was very eye-opening for me. Um, at one point, we talked about. We talked about this thing, it's called, um, what is it, QCR or QPR? Um, It's question, persuade, and refer. Um, We were basically talking about people hurting themselves, people harming themselves, and that was also something I struggled with a really long time, like, since seventh grade, long time. And I just saw, like, the whole trip, I was like, God is giving, I could see it in all of my peers, I could see it in the leader's eyes, I was like, God is sending everybody a message, and this, like, it hurts to know that I need to be here in New York for this to happen. So, it just was a lot, and being in small little Marshall, going into New York, like, but every day we'd come, I'd come back to the church, and I'd sit with Hope, (laughs) and we'd talk (laughs) about what happened that day. I'd sit with Sophia, and we'd talk. I'd literally almost, like, be in tears, and we'd be talking, (laughs) and I'd be, like, so scared, but it definitely was eye-opening cause like I didn't wanna be there until I was there. And like, of course there's things that we all struggle with and we're all gonna keep struggling because we're human and we're flesh and there's nothing we can do about that. But I saw God moving within all of us. Like he was in our midst and that was my first mission trip. So I, I'll never forget that.
0: It's amazing how when you open yourself up to just saying yes and surrendering to whatever God is going to do, He shows up, and He is continuing to transform us. Olivia, you are a perfect example of that, and God is doing a work in you, and uh, it is just such a blessing to, to know that God loves us, that He cares about us, that He is continuing to make us more like His Son And all we got to do is just surrender and say yes, Jesus. Like wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I want to trust you. Uh, Anybody else want to share this morning? Yep, come on up. Your kids might be waiting a while, but these are all great stories.
8: (laughs) Uh, I'll make this quick. I won't make it long. Um, So I think some of us have mentioned um, we had like our own little like service every night. We got to worship and just um, really learn. And one of the nights, we just talked about being all in for Jesus. And at one point, they said, like, we're going to, like, we all just had a moment for ourselves, like, to just humble ourselves before God. And one of the leaders prompted us, like, if you are fully into this, just stand up and say it out to God, to no one else. Just whatever it takes, I'm all in. And just watching the whole group, like, I don't even remember, like, who I was near. Like, I just... Like, we were all just so in it, like, in our own moment with God. But just, there was just a wave of, like, everyone just, like, was up and just voices. It was just voice after voice after voice. Just whatever it takes, I'm all in. And I think that whole week, we just, you could just see everyone was all in for Jesus. And, like, even though we were all there with each other, we all had our moments where we were just, like, in our own bubble with God.
0: Anybody else? Whatever it takes, I'm all in. Can you honestly say that in your relationship with God? Whatever it takes, I'm all in. Whatever it takes, I am all in. Something I want you to to just consider today as as you go about your day, as you go about your week. Uh, We have the opportunity to hear from one more student. I'm going to invite Dom to come forward as he shares some thoughts with us that God's laid on his heart this morning.
9: Good morning everybody, Um, my name is Dom and um, just real quick I wanted to uh, thank Nick for putting up with all of us students on this trip, taking us to the biggest city in the country so um, we thank Nick for that. So something that I'm kind of processing from this trip um, is the aspect of serving and kind of like what Sophia was talking about, my aspect of that completely And totally changed during this trip especially with the whole missionary thing and something that kind of was reminded to me um, as sophia was talking was one of our leaders of um one of the leaders that was there she was speaking one night and a message that we all went home with was we're all missionaries now we are all missionaries, and each one of you are missionaries as well. Maybe you're not called to New York. Maybe you're not called to the nations, but you're called to your workplace. You're called to your school. And um, as followers of Christ, that's our role to play. And so um, serving according to Scripture is putting the needs of others before yourself. And I think Jesus played a perfect role um, of, of putting the needs um, of others before himself, because in his last moments, um, he asked God to take that cup of suffering away from him, um, but Jesus pushed aside um, pushed aside the pain, pushed aside the, um, the, the torment, pushed aside the, the mockery that he was about to endure. And I think when it comes to serving, especially me, pride gets in the way. And I definitely face that a lot during this trip, because for me, it was more of a pride thing where it's like i'm serving in homeless shelters and i'm doing supposedly the lowly thing or the not common thing as as a teenager you're not supposed to be on a mission trip serving people you're not you're not supposed to be doing things for god you're supposed to be partying you're supposed to be doing this and and other things and so i think just understanding that That's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus went to the lowly people. Jesus um, humbled himself, and he served us. And a scripture that I want to quickly read real quick is Matthew 20, um, 26 through 28, and it says this, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served to serve and to lay his life down as a ransom for many. And so Jesus didn't come to be waited on; he came to be the waiter. And now that's our job. We're called to be the waiters. We're not all called to be waited on, but we're called to be waiters. And I think this is um, a really cool Greek word that I um, was going through as I was preparing for this message. It's um, it's called diaconos. And the meeting, that's where we get the word deacon from. And deacon is um, being a servant. And um, it means to to wait at table or to serve. And like I said before, Jesus became the waiter. And we are called to do the same because we're called to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Um, and so my encouragement to... Myself, to you guys, and to the rest of the congregation, is go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Maybe it's not in New York. Maybe it's wherever it may be. Um, and something that's kind of coming to my mind right now one day specifically, I remember um, Pastor Danny of the Swerve Church that we were serving at. One of the things that we did is we went out and we handed out granola bars um, at the park. And it was such a simple way of just serving the community, and I've seen God move in that more than I, anything I've ever done before, and it's it's the little things. It doesn't have to be you standing on a street corner and preaching. It could literally be you starting a conversation with someone, letting them know that they are loved and that they're seen and that they're valued. Um, because as much as preaching about Jesus is important, it's also important about letting them know why they should accept Jesus and knowing what he has to offer. And um, we're called to show that um, as the hands and feet of Jesus. But, again, that's my encouragement to all of you is this isn't, wasn't just for us to, like, again, we are all missionaries, and everyone in this room is called to some place. There's no longer an excuse for you. You're, you're called. You're called to your neighborhood. You're called to your workplace. You're called to your school. Um, and again, I feel like this trip really kind of threw all my excuses out the door. Like, no, like this is what God has called all of us to do, regardless of who you are, what calling you have. This is what you are supposed to do. And so I just wanted to encourage everyone, do it with, um, with God and do it for God. Thank you, guys.
0: This morning, this has just been a glimpse of a week's worth of experiences and really a lifetime's worth of, of memories. One of the things that I have continued to tell the students before the trip and during the trip and now since the trip is going on a mission trip is not just about having a, a week where you can do some nice things for people and feel good and have an experience and then like move on with life. Like, it should, it should change you. It should transform you. You should not be the same as you were before. You've gotten just a glimpse of that here this morning, and, and I invite you even today, uh, if you went on the trip, stand up or raise your hand. Everybody stand up. They went on the trip. All right. All these people, yes. This is just a handful of those who went. All right, you guys can sit down. Come talk to them. Come ask them questions. Ask them about their experiences. As Tanya said earlier, if you really want to know, you got to go. you gotta, you got to experience it for yourself. And that's not necessarily me inviting you to come to New York City with all the teenagers next summer because who knows what God has in store. But, but that we all have a part to play in this. And this, this fire that you might have noticed or you might experience in our students' is not meant to stay with our students. It's not just something we can sit back, church, and say, that's good, they've got it. They're the, the, the young ones. They're the new generation. Let them take hold. They are. So let's join them. Let us step in and, and, and catch fire of the work that God is doing. And uh, no matter no matter what area of life you're in, no matter what you're walking through, we all have something to give. The, the shirt that I'm wearing today, it says, what I do have, I give to you. Uh, This is a shirt that Randy and Janine souls, they were supposed to be coming with us, and Janine made these shirts for, for us to take on the trip. This comes straight from Scripture. What I do have, God, I give to you. Whatever little I have, whatever much I have, my resources, my talents, my gifts, whatever I have, God, I give it to you. God, I'm trusting you. God, use me. It doesn't mean you have to go to New York City or to some foreign country or whatever. Those are great. Have those experiences. But God has you right here in Marshall or nearby for a reason. He has you in that workplace, in that school, in that community, in that home, in that place for a reason. As you are going, make disciples. One of the things that really stuck out to me uh, that I, I just has been a huge takeaway I've been processing since the trip is how much... Ministry is relational. It's it's about building relationships with people and engaging with them and spending time with them. Uh, one of the churches that we partner with, Swerve Church, is just a small little church, but we were just getting out there and, and just serving people and meeting people. And they uh, they it's a mostly Hispanic neighborhood, so we even couldn't always communicate with people. God can still work in that. We can all smile. We can all say hi. We can all wave. We can all just serve and see the people around us. And so what does it look like for us here in our community? I wanna give you uh, uh, two little pictures. Rory, if you wanna put the first one up there, please. This was in in the church. It says, God's sueñito. Now, for those of you who are not Spanish-speaking, sueñito means little dream. God's little dream. That the lost be found, that the found become family, And that the family be on mission. And I love that. This speaks so well to the heart of our church as well. That the lost be found, the found become family, and that the family be on mission. We are on mission together. We are in this together as a family, as the family of God. If you want to put the next picture up there too, this was walking downstairs from the dormitories in this church. Every single day, this is what we see. You are now entering your mission field. Just like we have here at the church, those signs over the doors, you are sent. Every time you walk outside these doors, you are sent. You are entering the mission field. You are walking into whatever God has for you this day, this week, wherever God has you. God has put you there for a reason. So engage the people around you. Share the love of Jesus with the people around you. Serve the people around you. Care for the people around you. Whatever you have, what I do have, God, I give to you. And so if you're looking for ways to do that, if you're looking for just a way to be able to serve, to reach our community, you've heard the last couple weeks, as Chris has shared, as Corey has shared, about reengaging our downtown and, and using the union space again and um, working with kids ministry. Uh, if you ever, I know I said that jokingly a few minutes ago, if you're ever interested in working with students, this is an amazing group of students. I have the best job in the world. I do. Sorry to all the rest of you. And and so like come hang out with us. Come do life with us. Come get to know our students. Serve with us. Uh, maybe it's we're going to be reopening the union for middle school hangouts after school this fall. Like we used to do before COVID. Maybe it's coming and hanging out with middle school students and just having fun beating them at video games or talking to them or just being just getting to know them whatever that looks like. Dom is here because of we used to do that right? That's why you're here. And so um, whatever that looks like, whatever your place is to serve in our church, whatever your place is to serve in our community, we have an opportunity, church. So that's what I want to challenge you with here today as you walk out from this place, is whatever you have, are you surrendering that to God? Are you willing to lay yourself down to serve those around you, those God has called you to serve? This fire is not meant to stay here, but to catch hold, and and I know God is continuing to do a mighty work in and through our church here. So let me pray over you all. God, you are awesome. You are mighty. You are so, so, so good. Jesus, thank you that you saw fit to come to this earth, to meet us where we were, to, to be one of us to serve us rather than to be served, even though you deserved for us to serve you. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to lay yourself down for us, for our salvation, for us to know you in a personal way like we were meant to. Jesus, thank you that we are plan A, that the great commission to go and make disciples, that is how we reach the world. That's what you have called us to. Thank you that we get to be a part of that, that you see fit for a bunch of unworthy people to come alongside you in the mission. Thank you for giving us your spirit to empower us, to be with us as we go. And so, Lord, I pray over each person here, wherever they're at in a relationship with you, for that they would see that fire catch hold in their hearts that we are the light of the world, that we would go and shine, that we would go and live it out as we love and care for and serve the people around us, even in the simplest of ways. Lord, I pray that even this week, as we go from this place, that you would put opportunities before us that we would willingly take steps of faith to walk into, to trust you, that you would give us the words, that you would give us those opportunities as we seek to serve you and to bring you glory and to make you known. Lord, we would just want people to know you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for the celebration of what God, what what you have done and what you're continuing to do. Be with us as we go from this place, as we are sent. In your wonderful, amazing name we pray, amen. Amen.